welcome. I'm your host, Irene Madrid, and this is Career Coaching, a podcast where I speak with top professionals to uncover a little bit about who they are and their career journey. I hope that after each episode, you can take some insights and get some inspirations for your career journey. In this episode, I chat with Fahim Sadiki, Senior Technology Executive at Home Depot with 30 plus years of diverse experience. So right now he's the CTO of Home Depot, an American multinational home improvement retail corporation. And I'm very excited to, to hear more uh, from, from his experience. So welcome Fahim to Career Coaching Podcast. I'm very excited to have you here today. Thank you, Irene. Great to be here. Okay, so let's go right into it. So to start off this podcast, Yes, walk us through your, your background and briefly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what are you doing right now at Home Depot. I started my career in telecommunications after getting a degree in computer engineering from Iowa State University. Spent about 14 years in, in telecom industry. And after that, I became an entrepreneur. And I was an entrepreneur for 14 years where I actually did startups and headed technology for a company called Intralinks, which we actually took public on New York Stock Exchange, and it was a unicorn. Over the past four years, I have now been with the Home Depot. I had technology at Home Depot uh, where we actually develop capabilities for our interconnected customer experience. Home Depot is a Fortune 18 company in the US, Canada, and Mexico. So we operate in North America. We have more than 2,300 stores. And, and across that, we also provide interconnected experience, which really means our online experience, our store experience, and our supply chain all work together to provide appropriate value to our customers. Wow, that's insane. Um, so how you feel? Because like you are one of the most responsible leaders in charge of one of the most important companies of the world, right? That's one way to think about technology and the companies. But more importantly, with half a million associates uh, serving our customers, uh, we really believe in what we call inverted pyramid and servant leadership. It's my job really to ensure that the people in my team are there to support all other associates who support our customers. So that's how we look at really uh, leadership and how we look at responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's not an easy career path that you're currently driving. Um, and I would be curious to know more. Uh, so yes, how a day in your in your in your typical day looks like? How it feels being the CTO of Home Depot? <laughs> a typical day and really how you spend the time is guiding the business and guiding technology from a strategy perspective. At at my level of responsibility, it's for me to ensure that any and all of our team members have the tools, the capabilities, the vision to do the right thing for our associates and customers. So if we are building software or we are operating our technology platform or we are looking after cybersecurity, we want to make sure that time is spent where we can provide that level of clarity of execution. Also the time spent with my Internal customers is important. But for instance, tomorrow, I'll be spending my full day really spending the time in one of our distribution centers mm -hmm. and really understand how the operations they are proceeding. And I'll be there with the head of our supply chain and various other leaders, and we'll be in the front lines. So a given 
they could be all in the meetings or a given day could all be out in the field. And it's just equally interesting and exciting. Wow. So it's very diverse. I thought it was going to be all meetings, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, if you are not close to the customers and you're not close to the frontline associates, it's very difficult to know what's important. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, always keep uh, your eyes on employee and be customer as customer centric as possible, right? It's always a customer back journey that we think about and it's really removing friction from that journey that really helps us grow. We have seen tremendous growth in our business over the last two and a half years um, since COVID started. People started staying at home. They wanted to improve their homes. Mm -hmm. And so our business just grew at exponential pace by more than $45 billion over this time period. And and within that, our online business doubled. Our interconnected business that where people transact online, that business doubled. Wow. So it was very important for us to ensure that our customers have the tools necessary to get the job done as they want to get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm I would be curious to know right now, as you know, not the the company itself, but you as a CTO, what is the main one of the main challenges you're facing right now? Our company has been fortunate that we have gone through our first level of digital transformation, meaning we have actually created systems where we have single place of truth for all transactions and all data and other systems that connect with each other, connect to those common APIs. Now, as we look at the journey ahead, creating a frictionless, frictionless experience, customer experience, focusing on our pro customers, providing them with the capabilities where they look at us as their primary source for their planned purchases are things that we are investing in. Certainly, cybersecurity is something that's always top of mind. Mm -hmm. Our journey to the cloud that we have started, really getting the maximum out of that journey is also something important. So it's a, it's a wide array of challenges, but it's in an organized manner and in a coordinated manner that we go about. Yeah, absolutely. Because I guess the challenge of implementing these uh, disruptive technologies is processes and adapting to, to people, right? That That is implemented uh, well, because that's the main challenge, I guess, for many companies, especially uh, big corporations that, that they have been around for years, like Home Depot, right? So we have to continue to invest in technology and in change management. And really, as we have evolved over the past 40 plus years, something that's always been very important for us is, and, and our founder, Bernie Marcus, would say that, is you take care of the associates, they take care of the customers, and everything else takes care of itself. And then that's front of, front of mind, and, and it really is something that we continue to keep as a North Star, which simplifies a lot of other things for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Fahim, for, for this uh, introduction. I would love to move now uh, to the deep content content section. Um, so we're gonna take that, we're gonna take a trip down memory lane. And I would love to to know more about like uh how did your uh, how did you start your professional career? Uh yeah, tell us uh, about how like where it all began. So as I was in my undergraduate computer engineering at Iowa State University, 
I had the good fortune of getting a summer internship at a telecommunications company called Sprint. That summer internship was important because I got to work with some of the technology and finance leaders in the company and, and really got their sponsorship, which helped me get back into a full-time role upon graduation, but also got me the mentorship of those people who guided my way through, through the organization. And as I started in my journey in software engineering in my first job, um, they actually showed me the path to pursuing a master's in computer science at University of Missouri, Kansas City. They showed me the path of how to grow into the business and how to learn the culture of the business and, the, and how to be a better professional. And that was the start of my journey. And, you know, when figuring out um, if, because like the problem of many, you know, when you're starting off your career is that you have so many options to choose. So what was like the, like, your professional path, it was something you, you knew you wanted to pursue or it was something that you discovered along the way when growing? So a professional journey is never a straight line. <laughs> and you may think you know, but you don't know what all is possible. But certainly um, computers were something that always fascinated me and programming languages always interested me. So it was an easy leap to become a software developer. Mm -hmm. And, but from the journey ahead, as I grew up into management ranks and eventually became a CIO early on, um, I really realized that it's about as much understanding the business of the business as it is about understanding the technology. And if you can bring both of them together, then magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And again, I think that, um, you know, that curiosity you had when you were young, then, um, you know, it, it took you to other other career paths. But but again, like when you were working as a as a software engineer, um, what was like the like your key um, drivers of, you know, of like deciding, oh, I want to keep going in that direction or I would love to try like where you like the typical uh professional that wanted to like explore many multiple areas of a business or you specialize in on a specific function how did you do it I think it's important to learn different parts of any given business and I certainly spend time working in finance working in network technologies working in information technologies but it also is as you further go in deeper into your career you learn to work very efficiently and effectively in peer-led teams and then leading teams which are peer-led. And what that means really is it's about very important to create those networks because once you have the network available within the company and outside, then you know how to get things done. Mm -hmm. And that is when people would come to you and say, well, I need to get this, this project or program done and how do we go about it? And then have the confidence to have faith in you and trust in you to get more and more and bigger things done. And then that leads itself into a career journey. So you're recapping, you're saying that 
for you your magic for formula to you know like a scale that corporate ladder that for many of us it could be hard you know to to you know to go up and 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 many of us uh they stay there for years so you're saying that network was your magic formula right connecting with people or I think what, what it's uh, it's it is a part it's, it is an ingredient to have the network another important ingredient is to have the focus on delivery because you have to get things done but as you get things done through through and with your network you have a multiplier effect one person can only do one person's job but if 10 people can come together maybe sometimes there's a significant multiplier on top of that and that's how you are trusted you don't have to quote unquote climb the ladder you people do take notice of people who make a difference and you should have to have the confidence to know that if you get things done and if you do the right thing you will find mentorship and you will find pe people who can be your champions yeah uh, and i think like the point that you should like you just mentioned about mentorship was it like a, a pillar in your professional career? Always you had mentors and you looked after mentors as well? How did you do it? So I have was, I've been very, very fortunate to have quite a few mentors who have brought me to where I am. Mm -hmm. and, and, and these were my managers or these were my peers and these are people who actually gave me the opportunity and took a risk on me. So... There's an, and it's important to have mentors who guide you, but it's also just as important to have champions who are willing to take a risk and promote you or give you the difficult project. And a series of those mentors really led my journey even to where I am today. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, um, it was like, sometimes I've heard that some professionals, they they um, advise young people to have long-term plans. Were you like a person with long-term plans and ambition, ambition uh, you know, um, or, or you just like flowed along your career journey? One of my mentors did something important for me. I was looking at a new job within the company and he said to me, go write me a resume of what your career will look like from here to next 20 years. And I had no idea how to go about it, but what I did do, I did interview people at different levels in the company and understood their journey, just like what you are asking me. And, and, and I created a fictional resume. And that helped me inform my thinking in later career decisions that I did make. Because what I learned was for one thing, it's not about promotion every time. It's not about money every time. It's about early in your career, you want to have a broad enough, deep enough base. And then from that base, go build out to management at some level of scale. And from that, build out to vision and eventual leadership jobs. So finding those opportunities and learning opportunities became important. So as, as I shared with you, and as you got introduced by Professor Solis, from IE Business School. Uh, 10 years ago, I went back and I did an executive MBA, which is the IE Brown Executive MBA. 
And I believe you did your undergraduate from IE. Mm -hmm. And and what a wonderful program. And and what it but it what it did was it did provide me with another vocabulary and another set of knowledge and skills that then later over the past 10 years have helped me to get to this role. So it's always that investment in learning and investment in growing that gets you where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because I guess was it like was like in your plans to be, you know, the CIO of or CTO of Home Depot? To be CIO of Home Depot is something that's quite an honor. And uh, certainly my mentors here uh, made it happen. Uh, and and it was combination of my prior boss, who's now ex executive, Matt Carey, who's our executive vice president of customer experience now, who was for 14 years CIO here before, and my boss, the chief executive of, officer, Ted Decker. And, and really they, have the trust in me to give me the opportunity for this role. And, but for me, the privilege really, again, is serving the associates that we have. And given the opportunity, it's a lot of trust, it's a lot of judgment, and, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can feel that devotion <laughs> about your company. That's the most important part of good leaders like you, uh, Fahim. Um, you know, uh, now I just mentioned uh, the part of skills that could be a bit misleading for, for young professionals, especially when it comes focus in learning these skills. Um, so for your career, you know, we're going to, again, always twofold in these skills to set, but always hard skills and soft skills. So if you could highlight, you know, the most important hard skills that you had over your career, which, what would you say these like hard so skills? So in, in, in software, which is where I spent a lot of my time in technology operations, a couple of skills matter. One is the skill to abstract to the right level to solve a problem. Because when we implement be it a computer program, a system, an application, or an enterprise architecture at large, appropriate level of abstraction to understand the business and then to solve it and map it to the right architecture is important. Mm -hmm. You have to also understand that then in context of data, because there's no exact answer but you always have to be willing to experiment and understand the outcomes of those experiments and scale out what works. So ability to have the right hypothesis, ability to test it, and ability to prove or disprove it is important. And, and just continuing to understand operational metrics because things evolve, things change, and if you are going to operate, you need to understand your metrics is quite important. Would you say that right now for your role, data analytics is, is crucial um, in your- It's undoubtedly something very important. And now with advent of data science and machine learning and AI, we actually continue to invest more and more in that. Yeah, absolutely. And what are like the soft skills that you would say you you had so that you succeeded along your career path? 
what was your your essence as a as a person you know that soft skills i think the most one of the most important soft skills really is and it's about personality right you have to have, develop and work on developing your eq which has to be based in really understanding other people's point of view understand having the empathy to be egoless when and really uh, seek to understand and assume positive intent that's what creates the trust and the partnership to get great things done yeah absolutely and you know if you could go back to school uh for him um which type of skills would you say that you would prioritize learning when you were younger so one thing i did learn over time it's important to have the technical skills certainly but what i learned especially from the ie brown mba was the liberal arts matter a lot because they provide the grounding of really understanding the context in this of a situation or a technology or a business so if i had to do it all over again i would certainly would have grounded myself with more liberal arts along with the technical skills that i learned yeah yeah i think uh, and and another field that for example right now that i'm um, i study my masters uh that the my university is like giving a lot of attention apart from literature it's ethics you know because i think like many young professionals we we lack of of ethical you know knowledge and and then when you are in the workplace in your it's like you don't know how to behave <laughs> in many situations because there's not like a, a code book that that teach you right how to behave so if you were to take courses in philosophy right or theology those things in liberal arts certainly um, inform you around ethical decision making and the frameworks of what is moral and right and ethical and and i think that that is something to consider i highly encourage people to always engage engage with that yeah and always keep reading about these topics <laughs> that maybe forgotten <laughs> in your busy career <laughs> um so fahim i know your career is, is has been a long process a long path but if you could think of a specific step that helped you get where you are today um which one would you say it helped you i think the more important underlying thought is stop worrying about yourself in the career journey and worry about doing the right thing and know that everything else will be okay with your career because you do the right thing every time the more selfless you become the farther you go i love it <laughs> um and if you could you know now um you know for for those that always want to keep learning which uh specific like would you recommend any specific course or program for your career in your field in in you know in software engineer or technology or 
I think I, I tell a lot of young professionals that do go and learn more about data analytics and data sciences. I think more and more those will become required tools to be successful in almost any field. So the more you can learn around data sciences and data analytics, the better off you will be. And for example, what about you, like your executive MBA that you took after, you know, many years uh, working? Um, do you think it's uh, like, it's something you don't regret, I guess, right? Your... That was just a terrific program. Going in, I think it's also always matters to continue to learn, but IE Brown executive MBA was just the most terrific experience because it was a great cohort, wonderful professors, and the contents which came both from IE Business School and from Brown University were just this wonderful mix uh, of, of blended learning uh, that really, really helped me uh, get to where I am. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in leadership, right? Undoubtedly. And leadership is about having the content and understanding then the context off of it, of any given situation. And, yeah. and, and that helps you scale yourself. Yeah. So for the ones that are hesitating if taking an executive MBA or not, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, well, you probably have many, many books in your head, but if you could recommend, uh, you know, a couple uh, for, you know, young, for our, our young audience or for the ones that are your job seeking or want a career in your field, which type of books would you suggest that help you a lot? You know, there's a couple of books by Simon Sinek, which I like, uh, mm. Start With Why, um, Leaders Eat Last. Uh, that's been that's been a good read um, from Adam Grant. Um, Think again, which is about what he says: power of knowing what you don't know, and really reframing your thinking. I think I think that's a another great text to engage in. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, for your suggestions, Fahim. So, last question. This is my my favorite. Uh, always leaving the best for the end. Um, you know, if you right now at the moment, if you would have, you know, young people in front of you listening to us and, and, or, you know, people that they feel lost, uh, you know, it could be in their mid thirties as well, or mid forties, which, um, what type of advice would you give them so that it could help them to find their career path? I think always know that going through the career itself is a journey but it's important to understand what your key strengths are but also what what is it that you need to further develop in and then find a place or a profession or a company that best matches your values i think a lot of friction happens because you have a certain inherent set of values which may or may not be aligned with what your employer's values are And it's, I believe it is extremely important to work in companies and organizations that you have value alignment with, which takes away a lot of lot of the heartache that happens. I never hope, I guess, right? That's exactly right. It'll be okay. There's <laughs> enough opportunity out there. Yeah. Thank you absolutely. so much for the opportunity to discuss with, this with you. I do appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Fahim, uh, for being here today. Um, you know, it's... It's a it's a gift that someone like you shares your career journey with uh, 
you know, um, people that haven't found their path yet or they are curious to try other different career paths. And, and I do appreciate that uh, you've been here today and you took the time and I hope you become a model to follow for, for our audience. Thank you so much for the opportunity and good luck, Irene. Take care. Thank and you.